Hello, everyone. Welcome to Sabbath School Gems, where each week we showcase key concepts from this week's Seventh-day Adventist Sabbath School lesson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another special edition of Sabbath School Gems. And if you haven't listened to the previous podcast, it's special just because my life kind of got out of hand and it got in the way of preparing gems. And I'm hoping that I'm going to get back into it, maybe get caught up and get the lessons out early. But I'm late on these. What I'm doing is I'm just finishing out the weekly readings. So this is the last chapter of this quarter. This is the last lesson of this quarter, lesson 13. And it's also the last chapter in Hebrews, chapter 13. And so I'm going to be reading chapter 13, just giving a little bit of commentary. But that's what we're going to do for this gems. And... As I read 13, we can remember back to 12. Remember 12, it was talking about this stern warning. Again, this is the pattern that we've seen multiple times, like in chapter 10 of Hebrews, where the author gives a stern warning, and then he encourages them and says, but you can do this, you can do this. You already endured all these people in chains and imprisonment and everything. So he's saying, you know, look forward to this, time where there's no sinning and get yourselves ready but you can do this and he encourages them so now we've just left hebrews chapter 12 where he's talking about a stern warning he's saying don't be like those people back at mount sinai because this isn't mount sinai anymore this is this is the real heavenly kingdom that's coming in place and if those people didn't escape how are you going to escape god is a consuming fire that's how we left hebrews chapter 12 But now you see as the pattern in Hebrews continues that it's followed by this encouragement. And so chapter 13 is, is encouraging words and it's also words that are showing them practical examples of what this journey looks like, what this, what this journey into stronger faith and stronger relationship with God, what this journey looks like to have courage in the face of chastening in the face of discouragement or defeat or or even physical harms like imprisonments and and tortures and all those things this is showing what this god's kingdom looks like practical examples of this and these things are real things that can serve as a barometer of our faith today because we too can be chastened and corrected as we get closer to god and grow in faith but we can look and see this snapshot, which is in Hebrews chapter 13, of what God's kingdom looks like and what we should be doing to our fellow brethren. So this is for, especially for those people who like real practical things. These, he, this author is giving them real life examples. He's talking about heavenly sanctuaries and sitting at the right hand of God and all this kind of stuff. And then he boils it down to this is what your life should look like. Here's some real examples. So I'm going to be reading in Hebrews chapter 13, and I'm reading from the New King James Version. This is starting in verse 1. It says, Let brotherly love continue. Do not forget to entertain strangers, for by so doing some have unwittingly entertained angels. Remember the prisoners as if chained with them, those who are mistreated, since you yourselves are in the body also. Marriage is honorable among all, and the bed undefiled, but fornicators and adulterers God will judge. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. 
So we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, I will not fear. What can man do to me? Remember, those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, consider the outcome of their conduct. Jesus Christ is the same today, yesterday, today, and forever. Do not be carried away with various and strange doctrines, for it is good that the heart be established by grace, not with foods which have not profited those who have been occupied by them. And it's talking about the sacrifices that were eaten by the priests in the, in the tabernacle. In Hebrews 13.10, it says, We have an altar from which those who serve the tabernacle have no right to eat. Now again, he's talking about this heavenly sanctuary. For the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin are burned outside the camp. Therefore Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered outside the gate. Therefore let us go forth to him outside the camp, bearing his reproach. They're not going to have their tabernacle for long anyway. They're, they're going to be outside that tabernacle. And this is what this author is, is kind of foreshadowing there, that they're not going to have that. So let's be comfortable outside of that. And he, verse 14, it says, For here we have no continuing city, but we seek the one to come. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But do not forget to do good and to share, for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. These are the sacrifices that God wants, this contrite heart, this being sharing and, not, and doing good. And in verse 17 it continues, Obey those who rule over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls, as those who must give an account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief, for that would be unprofitable for you. This is saying, be respectful and honor those in authority. And then verse 18, pray for us, for we are confident that we have a good conscience in all things desiring to live honorably. But I especially urge you to do this, that I may be restored to you the sooner. And here we get the benediction starting in verse 20. Now may the God of peace, who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete in every good work to do his will, working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. And it says, And I appeal to you, brethren, bear with the word of exhortation, for I have written to you in few words. Know that our brother Timothy has been set free, with whom I shall see if you if he comes shortly. Here's another word of hope, another analogy in this, this, this looking forward to this freedom. He's saying, look, your brother Timothy has been set free. He's again alluding to this freedom that we'll have someday in Christ and his kingdom. And then it concludes with, greet all those who rule over you and all the saints. Those from Italy greet you. Grace be with you all. Amen. And that concludes our reading in Hebrews chapter 13 reading from the New King James Version, and that also concludes our quarter, this Lesson 13 for the first quarter of 2022. And I hope you'll all be looking forward, as I am, to the next quarter, which is on Genesis. And that book is a book that we all think we know. It's got stories in it we've heard since our childhood. And yet there's so many lessons, I think, that get buried and that get clouded over by our little simplistic view of 
what is going on there. We've simplified it down to kindergarten stories, but there's really some profound lessons in the book of Genesis. So hopefully we'll get into that and I'll look forward to it in the next quarter. And I hope to see you then. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Sabbath School Gems. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, give us a rating, and spread the word to others. Comments and questions can be sent to us at sabbathschoolgems at gmail.com. Bye for now.